I'm Marianne kolbisak McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with David Chaddock, a Senior Manager who specializes in cybersecurity strategy in the technology practice of consulting firm West Monroe. So David, as we know, during the COVID-19 crisis, there are so many more people across all industries and including the healthcare sector working remotely that includes the information security teams often. So with that said, what are the extra challenges that these healthcare info security teams face with preventing, detecting, and responding to potential security incidents and data breaches, including those incidents that involve other remote workers? I'd say the number one concern really boils down to just lack of visibility and control of the environment. Now that the borders change with everybody being remote, along with the threat vectors that have changed to adapt accordingly for many companies. So depending on how tech enabled the company was prior to COVID and where they are now in terms of the journey of enabling remote workers, they may struggle simply being able to protect against the influx of untrusted devices, network expansion, everybody's on their home Wi-Fi and so forth. I'd say just the increased variables, so troubleshooting becomes more problematic, connecting the dots to identify indicators of compromise is often diminished. More specifically, I'd say just like in terms of ransomware, we're seeing more of it. It's becoming more complex and hard to unravel. So the ability to recover is now far more challenging just because, you know, where the machines are located, now they're going to be dispersed. So if they need to be re-imaged, that alone is just presents a, a physical challenge. And then if you need to do anything to servers at a data center, whether it's on-prem or otherwise, they're often down to a skeleton crew. So it just makes it more, more complex and challenging. Definitely not impossible, but takes more planning and proactive thought to be prepared for it. So David, you mentioned ransomware attacks. What about potential ransomware attacks that could cripple hospitals during the pandemic? What are the critical components for a plan of action to quickly evaluate IT systems, manage the incident, and restore hospital operations so that patient care isn't impacted? As you mentioned, staff on the info security team might be dispersed. They might be remote. They might not be on site where different equipment is located. What should they do? So I'd say, you know, just in terms of how to prepare, I'd say the number one component here really is asset management data classification. I'd say security and the business teams, for that matter, need to know what they have, where it is, and what that data supports so they have a chance to protect it and then develop IR plans effectively. So they need the assets so they know how to segment and isolate both before an attack as a preventative measure and then after attacks should one occur so they're able to quickly contain and recover Um, They're going to need to know data classification so they can make informed decisions on how they prioritize efforts focusing on higher risk areas first. And more importantly, when it comes to patient care, develop a method by which they're able to access backup data and nobody dies in in the OR because information wasn't available. Be that a reaction that their patient may be allergic to or anything that could impact care and treatment. In parallel, I would say Implementing MFA, multi-factor authentication, is extremely effective to reduce the risk of wider spread attack and elevated privileges from credential compromise. It's not the end-all be-all, but at least reduces the likelihood of an attack and the potential impact should one occur. Then I say simply having an incident response plan that's both updated to reflect the new reality and what the environment looks like today, 
and more importantly that it's practiced. So we strongly recommend everybody you know should be doing tabletops, know what your gaps are. From that exercise, have a plan to bring business critical functions back online. For hospital, this means loss of life is going to be the primary concern over revenue. I would say then protect those backups and do it differently, meaning we see a lot of focus on protecting production we don't often see as much rigor around the backups, and that's really the Achilles heel when you're talking about ransomware. So if those are able to be protected differently, replicated, but able to be brought back online, that's that's the key. And last, I would say, you know, training, especially around phishing, is needed. You know, there's always going to be the human factor. It's never going to stop everything, but every little bit helps. And more often than not, when companies and those healthcare providers go through that exercise, more often than not, where they land is adopting some technology that puts, say, a plug-in in their email system, Outlook, if you will, so that they help self-enable their workforce to identify, report, and delete, whether that be something as benign as a spam, but also if there is a phishing campaign that comes through, I mean, it just helps take some of the burden off of the information security team so they can focus on bigger fires and stop that attack before it happens. So now, David, what about the surge in telehealth services that we're seeing many healthcare providers offering during the COVID-19 crisis? What are the critical security and privacy considerations that some organizations could be missing especially if expanded telehealth services are allowed to continue even after the pandemic subsides? I would say we should just assume that telehealth is here to stay. Perhaps it may look different after COVID, but we were seeing a trend in that direction prior to COVID anyway. Things are moving in that direction, so it may take a different form, but I think it's definitely going to be here to stay. From a security perspective, Many of the same controls used to protect remote workers. I honestly think the, the bigger challenge here is going to be around privacy. And this is compounded by regulatory factors that often conflict with HIPAA, so such as GDPR, CCPA. The classic example is HIPAA will say you've got a retention policy of seven years where GDPR or CCPA is going to ask that you honor the right to be forgotten. I'd say more often than not, people err on the side of HIPAA regulation, and that will be worked out in the courts. I would say while I bring up compliance, I would say focus on security and compliance will follow. I would start with things like, as far as telehealth is concerned, I would start to, to look at things around call recording, pause functionality, retention and protection of those recordings. Have a process that aligns, still aligns with the principle of least privilege. You're changing the where, the process of how. Does it need to be so different? Make patients aware. Often simply educating them is enough. And I would also say, you know, privacy is now, it's not just a concern, but more and more it's becoming a differentiator and actually part of the value proposition that when healthcare providers are are trying to attract new members, patients, that's actually a selling point now is people are more aware, conversant, and concerned with privacy of their own. So now, David, looking ahead to the remainder of 2020 and into early 2021, we see a lot of uncertainty. But with that said, what's your advice for how healthcare sector entities can get a head start in terms of dealing with the kinds of security incident trends that we've been seeing playing out so far this year? I would say first and foremost, the whoever comprises the security team, I would say create a culture that instills continuous learning so that they're always able to stay ahead, know what's coming, to just be totally transparent in terms of the gap between industries. We often see healthcare being extremely advanced when it comes to patient care, not so advanced when it comes to 
technology, what's the new next advanced attack and having controls in place to prevent it. So I think just staying aware of what's coming and then also trying to incorporate some of what we spoke about of just turning what a lot of people and traditionally in healthcare may look at as just a, a cost center and insurance, if you will, kind of turning that around and making it part of the, the value proposition. So it's not just a, a spend to secure something, but you're actually enabling new business and getting ahead of the curve. Thanks, David. I've been speaking to David Chaddock of West Monroe. I'm Mary Ann Kolbesak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.